You're listening to Too Much Content, the podcast that helps you decide what is worth watching and what isn't. Now here's your hosts, Andrew, Michael, and Matt. Hey everybody, you're listening to Too Much Content. There's thousands of TV channels and streaming services out there and just way too much content. So each week, me and my co-hosts watch all the new premieres and tell you what's worth watching and what isn't. I, of course, am Andrew Blazer, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Michael McGinn and Matt Helm. Guys, how are you doing? Wait, why does he get to go first? I think we know why I get to go first. I've never answered that, uh, asked that question. Matt Helm, there are answers you don't want to hear. What's, give me the answer. People like me more than you. Let me decide if I want to hear it No, that's myself. the answer. I just give you the answer. People like me more than you. You say my name first. Have you heard the, uh, the phrase, save the best for last? In this case, bullshit. Oh, shit. The correct answer is... I am a creature of habit. Some would say maybe mentally ill. So I said oh, Michael's <laughs> name first in the we first got that episode. Around. So it's been first every time since then. Oh, whatever. As Andrew said that, he wrote, I like you more than Matt on a whiteboard and just showed it to me. So just so everybody understands the full context, Andrew said my name first because he likes me more than Matt. The first show we watched was Siesta Key on MTV. From the producers of Laguna Beach comes the ultimate summer series, Siesta Key. <laughs> This new docu-series follows a group of young adults confronting issues of love, heartbreak, betrayal, class, and looming adulthood <laughs> as they spend the summer together in their beautiful hometown. Nothing is off limits while these friends come of age, figuring out who they are and who they want to become. Coincidentally, one of the stars, Alex Compothecross... Hmm... Not going to take the time to understand how you pronounce his name. Uh, I think you should, because you just described him as a star. He was a piece of shit. (laughs) Alex Compothecross decided he wants to become a person who drags hammerhead sharks to death on video. Oh, my God. Causing a massive public outcry against the show and death threats against him. Wow. Is that a thing? It's 100% a thing. Guys, what, what, what did you think of Siesta Key on MTV? I have to say... One second. Was that, was that description, right. like, did you write that, or did that come from, like, a website? Both. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amalgamation of oh, the two, Jesus like all Christ. of them are. I take a lot of facts from, like, the website, mm-hmm. and then I kind of mix did in Did they use flavor. the term documentary or docu-something? Docu-series, absolutely. They made the... Oh, my God. Which, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to save this, but... Wait, you're saying they made up the phrase docu-series? No, the point is... The fact they use that to describe their show. Oh, really? As opposed to like a reality TV show? That is shocking. Because it's presented to us like a reality show. Is it? Yeah. But it's from the producers of Laguna Beach, and I was going to save this until later in the review, but you already brought it up. It's made by the producers of Laguna Beach, Mm -hmm. and the people who were the stars of Laguna Beach have already admitted that it was fake and that it was fabricated. So, like, you oh. know that this show is fake and fabricated, oh. too. One old Israel. Your love for this show. The producer's ability to cut together just a tasty montage. It's as if someone's like, we got Brett Jones. He's all, He specializes in montages. He can just montage the shit. I really feel like there wasn't enough credible scenes in this show to make a show. Every 10 to 15 seconds, it was a new song playing. Yes. And it came up on the screen, like, what song it was and what artist it was. Which, like... And a I Bitcoin mean, I, address to donate Bitcoin. I actually to the do artist. like I guess that. that's admirable. It's no, like, I actually do like it. But, again, I think it's a way for them to, like, save face and be like, we show Chiron of the music, the, the artist in the song, because it's music television. 
I liked it. It's it was still just trash. I mean, and like, granted, like some of the music was fun and entertaining, and like we were sure. sarcastically dancing in the room to the music. But well, I was really dancing. There if was I was uneducated, so, if, I would have been having a good clip, old time. There was nothing sarcastic about those moves, okay? I was in the moment. But if you strip out all I of the music the and line. all of like the montages that are 100% propelled by the music, the show yeah. would be so strange. Like the music Ugh. makes you think like, oh, maybe there's like uh, something propelling the show, some like overall tone. If you took all of that stuff out, it would just be a random assortment of clips. The, I mean, we uh, go ahead. I was just going to get into the show a little bit. Sure. I just I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> yep. I wanted to say by the time we had made fun of the fact that there were so many music montages, there was then about eight or nine more. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? It reached that point where we're like, this is insane. Like, is this just montages? Well, this, this show has a formula. Uh, we have a sexy montage beginning of a uh, like of all the different back. characters yeah and we're introduced to alex who is the uh homo like he's not a homeowner he's who who's whose father whose father is apparently blaze pointed this out a producer, producer on the show and they never drew attention to it the only reason i knew that is because i wrote the like intro so i knew the guy's last name so then when the credits were rolling i said wait a second gary compost the cross or whatever yeah that's his dad. And it was very, very clear that his dad produced the show because every single person in the show, they're like Chiron or they're like little title thing that described who they were. Chiron. Was 100%. Okay, how is this person related to Alex? Yes. It's like, oh, Juliet, she's dating Alex. Alex's ex. Madison. Chloe, she's Juliet's friend. Uh, Brandon, he's Alex's friend. Everyone, it was like, okay, how does this person know Alex? The show revolves yeah. around Alex because uh, Alex is the best. My name is Gary. I'm producing the show, and that's my son. Oh, and we got to see Gary in Honestly, the show. And, he has the coolest house, though. Disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? Disgusting. Oh, it was 100% excess. This is like, this is Laguna Beach for Trump's America. <laughs> God damn it. That's what this show is. I know, oh, but yeah, that's it's good. That's funny. It's good. It's got that rating potential. You I mean, know, knowing, you know what I'm saying? knowing that it's made by his father even disgusts me even more because there's like, you know, it's this kid's like sex life is on full blast and it's like everything is kind of centered around him. As you said, like the Chiron's reference, mm-hmm. his relationship to somebody. He is so boring. And like, there's we nothing, know nothing, we no know nothing about this man. Like, he we doesn't know nothing even about se- like, he doesn't even seem like like he should not be the focal point of anything. Like, he seems like just you know he's he seems he honestly seemed like nice and dumb when we were introduced. You know what I mean, well, we, nice we don't is know, questionable. We don't know. I don't think he, he didn't come off as mean. He just came off as you know. I wouldn't say necessarily mean, but he yeah. was trying to cheat on his girlfriend with literally every again, woman no, he like, saw. Again, yeah, cheat. And girlfriend in, in is in quotes. Has, has every, he, everything is in quotes. Has he made a commitment? No, absolutely not. Not for but Alex. When we were introduced to him, they said, oh, I." it was like, I don't know if it was him or if the girl said it, but they said, oh, Alex is 22. Yeah. And we're like, Alex no. looks like he's 38. Dude, yeah, he's yeah. not 22. These, he is, I'm sure every, he is 22, but he does look like he's like 40. He well, looks every, like he's Everyone in this show is a model, straight up. Like, almost every everyone. person in this show is a model. Almost. There were a lot of gorgeous people hey, in this but, show. But almost everyone. Oh, what about... What, I'm uh, going to leave it at that. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm not going to... 
almost everyone is enough. There were a lot of beautiful people in this show. Well, it, we throughout the whole show, we're introduced to uh, beautiful person after beautiful person after beautiful person. We learn about how they're beautiful and why they're so great. Um, actually, no, we don't learn anything. We uh, they, They're just there. They just so all happen to be there. They know Alex, and they're going to his birthday party. And you, you know who's DJing at this birthday party, right? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I can't uh, believe we're jumping into that. DJ Pauly Paul. I mean, I don't Alex's like, cousin. He, yeah. He was I, cool. I don't he, even know he how He was to... not cool. <laughs> he was a douchebag. Yeah, he was the coolest one well, out of all Well, to set the scene for that, I mean, essentially everybody was just like, they're in Florida, but they all felt like, you know, like Cali rich kids. <laughs> and then, yeah, that Pauly Paul rapper performance by his cousin couldn't have felt like he himself didn't fit in amongst those douchebags. He was a whole different subgenre of douchebag. You could tell what he was doing, though. Hey, it's he me. He was like, hey, I'm Polly at, Paul. I'm at the party. Yo, I'm Alex's cousin. I'm a rapper guy. Well, they're clearly, yeah, a lot of different platforms to support this family's different endeavors. We got but, a cousin doing rap. We got this other kid. But he was clearly like, oh, I'm going to spend the whole party pretending like I'm a well-known rapper. And, can I be actually, and I'm going to bang one can of these Can I be girls. 100% honest? His rap better than i thought it was gonna be i would agree it was i, mean, I was i was waiting for him to perform so we could tear him apart it wasn't as bad as i like thought if it would you be. heard that rap music in the background you wouldn't just start mocking it you'd be like oh this sounds like rap music it's definitely not but my I literally style thought he was gonna be like yeah but i thought it was gonna be like i thought batman, it would have been batman, much worse. batman batman yeah. yeah i agree with you i'm glad you brought that up yeah. i thought it was gonna be worse than it was. i thought it was gonna be worse and i was like oh well he's saying you know it's not great at all i mean it's but it's it's not shit because I thought that was going to be a great thing for us to make fun of. It's still... And it just... It was the least well, thing I mean, we could make fun of. We yeah. can actually still make fun of it because despite it, the his raps were not in any way fitting to the situation he was in at all. And it wasn't unique in any way. Those kids actually... Like, I expected more trash from him because those kids look like they love trash rap music. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Everyone um, at that party was a trash bin. Can I tell you guys some of my favorite Andrew, quotes from the show? Andrew, you I have one as well. We have We have so many quotes. We had the the beginning of the show was like an intro to all of the characters, which felt like it was almost like an opening title sequence. And there were two intros. And then they played the title sequence. <laughs> so it's like, didn't we already see this? And, and there was a narration. What was the character? Was it Madison, the ex-girlfriend? Was she the narrator? No, no. Juliet, the Juliet. current girlfriend, was yeah. the narrator. And, and it, it, how many times did they say Ooh. that? Oh, okay. X thing is never as it seems. Well, can here, I say one thing what, right now? No, it's actually very strange that she is the narrator mm -hmm. because she's not the focal point of the show. Alex is. Not at all. So isn't it weird that she's the narrator? I think, they just like, I think, I think the it was part, part of the, the Laguna Beach formula. It's we want to have a female narrator. People like hearing a woman's voice. I think it was all part of this formula that they're trying to perpetuate. The essence of the show is like marketed said, towards I, females in Not that way. I ever watched Laguna Beach, which I did. Yeah. Okay. I, I've watched you know multiple episodes of Laguna Beach randomly as a 14-year-old. Mm -hmm. I don't. Were the men the focal point of the show? Like, because Alex no. is the focal point of the show. No, the focus of Laguna Beach, as far as I could tell, was like the assorted girls. Yeah, they were like very the much the focal point. And this show the was Christian like Cavallaris. Mm -hmm. This show was focused on the girls so much as how are these girls related to Alex? Yeah, like we saw a lot of interaction between the girls on the show, but it was like okay. Every single one of them almost is trying to hook up so with tell, Alex. Tell, me, she'll tell me about when you were dating Alex. She'll probably ultimately have the, I can't believe I'm saying this, closest relationship with Alex being that she is the narrator. You know what I'm saying? She's That's gonna, what I was going to say is like there's no tension. No. Juliet probably wouldn't narrate the entire show yeah. if she doesn't end up with Alex. Agreed. 
Which, again, why are we yeah, saying Yeah, I was this? just about to say, why the fuck are you guys getting so intricate with this fake ass I shit? Don't I mean, we have, to, we have to review the shows. Like, I have a critical mind. I have to You have it. a critical mind. Andrew Blazer is... Critical mind. Critical mind. Critical mind coming soon to Sega Dreamcast. There's one of the wi- one of the girls who's new to Siesta Key is like a fitness model. And she's like, oh, I'm new to Siesta Key, yada, yada, yada. And she's dating this guy, Brandon, I think his name was. And Juliet's voiceover is, Brandon, he's never really been a part of our clique. But he's got abs for days. So it's like... <laughs> And it's just a mo- that's, it was that's more montage shots of his abs. Can I can I do another one now? Uh huh. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I'm gonna call him Jerron. That's a hundred percent not what it was, but that's fine. Brandon. They're like, and then there's Brandon. He's super chill and super hard to read. It's like super hard to. It's like super chill <laughs> is that a positive and quality? super hard to read. It's like <laughs> his ambiguity is so cool. <laughs> Shut what up. Is he thinking? Shut up. I don't know. And then one we of my out loud when that was said. We laughed out a lot, a lot. One of my favorite quotes, which they kind of repurposed later in the show, like more than one time, was Juliet very, very seriously saying, paradise is never what it seems. Yeah, awful. Awful. Uh, well, she said that and then re- it was used multiple times to describe multiple scenarios, not just paradise, but a lot of things is never as it seems. And I think, Matt Helm, I think you had a really big problem with this. I know Michael mentioned it, too. I had a lot of problems. Uh was the fact that our narrator was Juliet, who's a part of all the things that are happening, but she recorded the voiceover after the fact. So it's like Juliet is like this omniscient observer who's narrating the proceedings for us, but she's also part of it. It yeah. was a very, very strange... No, yeah. it, it, it is it, weird because it shows... It, it, with it, within these reality shows, you see real-time events and they and, un, unfold, unfold in front of you. And then you're seeing somebody who is a part of that event who then cuts to commercial break by giving you some sort of preview of her own experience. And she even says it in a very sly way. She's like, but then we'll see that Juliet does get what she wants. And you're like, wait a minute. This is you. What's going on? I never, like, I never knew that things could be this way in this situation. Well, and like in who a normal thought? reality show, they have like talking heads that intercut in between scenes. It's like, okay, someone talking to the camera – and it's breaking the fourth wall and it's giving yeah. you a little bit of insight. This yeah. is this, this is show, doing that in a fake context. This show had zero talking heads whatsoever. And I also, absolutely I, zero. I, I, the they replaced that with this woman being omniscient narrator. And it seems like if you have an omniscient narrator, it's it should be some sort of neutral party, but instead it's like her like she's one of the closest relations she, with Alex what, we have. Yeah, one of the people who's stakes, part of the drama. It, she has stakes within this, but at the same time it's just like but well, but actually, things with Brandon heat up a little later, and it's like, wait a minute, you are like a part of these situations. The narrator, the narrator Why honestly should have been so slyly. It's bizarre. Ultimately, it just like makes you wonder: Are they editing the show to make this Juliet girl look good? Because Alex's dad is the producer of the show, and Alex is her boyfriend. Because like she is the narrator, and she like is quote unquote like like she has hindsight. And can say whatever she wants to make herself look good. So it makes you wonder, like, did they edit the visual to make her look good, too? Yeah, I mean, it makes I, I you wonder that. I I didn't really think about that. Too like, much. I just gave that in-depth explanation now. And now I'm thinking, like, while we keep talking, I'm like, who gives a shit? This show sucks. It 100% <laughs> sucks. That being said, there are two more things I want to touch base on. And yeah. I'm going to rattle them off real quick. 
One of the quotes is in reference to a girl speaking about Alex, and she says, he has standards. I mean, all the girls he gets with are really pretty. Oh, so, my God. So yeah. it shows <laughs> that in these girls' eyes, standards is looks. It, you know what I'm saying? It shows it, – it's like – Female misogyny is what's taking place. And not only that, but in the same scene, she was like, oh, I wonder who Alex is going to choose to hook up with tonight. Like all of the girls just show up to the party and like be hot. It's cool. And they just like wait on bated breath with their fingers crossed. Like, I hope Alex chooses to hook up with me drunkenly tonight. Awful. This show single handedly set back the feminist movement. Famine. The feminist movement. The feminist movement. The last thing I wanted to say was, and Blazer, you will be able to uh, jump onto this because oh, it's, that it's mostly, it's about you. It's that, uh, <laughs> bl- that his breakdown of uh, Hooters to his mother and like, oh how, my God, how Brandon's, was, Brandon's breakdown of the Brandon's Hooters. experience with his mother talking about how he's got a girl who's got like an, a nice ass. It's like, what are you saying? And then his bragging about Hooters, please, you, you just, you know, please take it. Brandon is, he perfectly encapsulates every person in this show with their like lack of self-awareness yeah. and their delusions about themselves. He says he's talking to his mom. Cause him and his mom go out to lunch and he's like, she's like, Oh, you should cut your hair. And he's like, Oh, I'm not going to cut my hair. The girls love it. I just went out to Hooters the other night and the girls all loved my hair. Awful. Like you went to cool, Hooters. Bro. Nice story. Awful. The, the waitresses at Hooters were nice to me. Yeah, I mean, not, so therefore, not, yeah, not only is it a bad story you would tell to a friend, like a smart friend would roll their eyes and be like, you're a douchebag. He's telling it to his mother. It's like, like you're an idiot. Like, I bet you think strippers like you, too, don't you? Awful. We're yeah, also, exactly. We're, exactly. Like, oh, the yeah, girls exactly. at Hooters were really nice to me. <laughs> I bet you think this they definitely like didn't have an ulterior motive. I did leave them a huge tip, yeah, though. Guys, we, they just know, I agree. Tip. That's 100% unrelated, though. Let's get down to the ratings. I can't believe we didn't bring this up during our review. All right. But this show was full of shots of girls in bikinis. Like, <laughs> it was. this show was like gratuitous zoom-ins on girls wearing, like, thong bikinis. Like, it was insane, the amount of skin that was shown in this show. And I have to imagine that's, like... One of the only reasons why you would watch. Like, there's no substance as far as, like, getting to know these people. There are nice Or, like, bodies, an yes. interesting plot line and drama in any way. It's 100% like, look at these pretty people. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the whole drama was centered around these girls fighting over Alex. And that, I could not care less about that at all. Like, they didn't make that drama compelling in any way. So we're rating this one on a scale from one to five bikinis. Did we ever? Did we already use bikinis? I have a, I have a sheet right. full of the ratings that we've done. I checked it beforehand, so no, we have not. All right. Hey, there's nothing against. We, why can't we do bikinis twice? We have never repeated a rating. Is that is that a, code, a sheet, is that a code of ethics we're sticking to? I have a sheet specifically to make sure we never repeat them. Well, I'm glad somebody's monitoring that justice in the world. The anti-repeat sheet. Uh, I, I never watched Laguna Beach. Uh, I can't honestly ever say I ever witnessed it. Maybe, maybe it was randomly on at some random time. But so this this was like a new thing to me. Actually, it was not a new thing. These shows have been around. Uh, they've been awful. Um, it, it's funny that this show is knowingly fake. So I can't watch it and take any like at least with like the reality shows that we've watched in the past. You can like watch it and go something about this is somewhat kind of maybe real. Kind of I don't know. 
But here, you know, nothing is real. Nothing going on has any substantial, like, weight on anything. This is all just fake. It's a fake reality. Siesta Key on MTV, zero bikinis. Brace yourselves, because I'm going to break this show down, and it might take a little bit. No, 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 wrap wrap it up. Zero bikinis. (laughs) That's it? There's more. Okay. (laughs) Zero bikinis. Is there there more? There's not more. (laughs) Oh, shit. You guys, this is the first episode in a while where we've had the original crew back together, you know, and there's nothing more fun than when we all kind of get a consensus on a show and we all end up with the same rating. It's yeah. like, hey, so crazy. We all got the same oh, rating. Wait a minute, you know? wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, are you flip-flopping on he us? He is, I can tell. Oh, God damn it. Here it is. Sadly, that is not the case with this show. Oh, jeez. This show was bad. The people in it were bad. I would never want to spend a day with them. But this show was a blast to watch. Yeah, it was. MTV <laughs> Music Television. Used to play music videos all the time, right? That's gone by the wayside. This show is bringing it back. This show was an hour-long music video. There were 50 songs played at minimum, and there was at (laughs) least 10 montages during the show. It was a real treat. There were some sexy people getting into some drama. Some. They were The drama did not matter at all. The people... Did not matter at all. No. It was all about some sexy images and some fun happening music. And they delivered on both fronts. I had so much fun not caring about what happened. I'm giving this show two out of five bikinis. Hmm. Wow. I had a blast watching I'm it. glad you're having a good time. Yeah. And I Why can't stand I have a by good that time? rating. The next show we watched is Baroness Von Sketch Show on IFC. When it debuted in 2016 on Canada's CBC, this all-female sketch comedy series garnered a great deal of positive press, including from American publications which lamented that it couldn't be seen in the States. That changes this summer when IFC will air both last year's first season as well as the brand new second season. Each episode tackles both outrageous and totally relatable subjects with a comedic take on everyday concerns, From the pretentiousness of ordering a fancy coffee to office and sexual politics. This fast-paced and irreverent sketch comedy satire holds up a funhouse mirror to modern life. Guys, what did you think of Baroness Vaughn's sketch show? I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was great. Uh, Had no idea what it was coming into it. Uh, Literally had no expectations while watching it. Didn't know what it was. I guess I forgot at first that it was called Sketch Show in the title. So uh, by like the third sketch, I was like... It took a few sketches to realize, oh, this is a real sketch show. Oh, this isn't a storyline progressing based off the first scene. This is just different sketches. Which I haven't seen... Like, I haven't like watched a show like this, honestly, since like Whitest Kids You Know. I was about to say Whitest Kids You Know made by women. I mean, this (laughs) this show is funnier than Whitest Kids You Know, in my opinion. Oh, without a doubt. This Uh, show was so... mm. No. This show was filled with nothing but like subtle humor it did not it did not express to you like what was funny via like you had to you had to pay attention and understand the context it was so darkly funny i love the show i'm glad you brought this up that because is a lot of the comedy i wasn't expecting it going into it but a lot of the comedy was like almost like one-liners 
in a sketch show format. I thought that was very unique. Like because they built, it, they, it's build up. It's they build up a joke around the world. Just because like there were in it, there know. were sketches that were longer, like much longer. But I thought it was very unique. Like the amount of time that it would take to set up a sketch comedy moment where you're like doing wardrobe and set design and everything and setting the scene to only have like a one liner and then cut to the next scene. That's like a lot of work for just one joke. And I really, really the appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like, like what you're saying is positive. And I just want to like, and I do agree with you, but it's what is happening in the con like, I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like maybe somebody would think hearing one-liners is like simplistic. Like what they're doing is complex. Uh, I disagree though because Mitch Hedberg I think is hilarious and his entire stand-up comedy act was no, built I, on one-liners. I, I think we agree though. Like it right. is it, no that like we do agree cuz like you're saying one-liners but what is happening is like more complex than just a one-liner like for yeah, instance, there, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the women's, like the the, the, the sketch first, where they're the advertising first... for women. Like they do a great job of being like just straight up goofy, then making like social commentary, then going back to just straight up goofy. Like I get what you're saying, and, and I you and, are a hundred percent correct. I just you are. Do you, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you actually at all. And I, I just, just want to make it clear that only some of them were one liners, and then yes. most of them were much longer, yeah. like full comedic yeah. scenes. Like. I think maybe the average viewer could miss a lot of the humor. Like what is taking place is okay. very slow. Like, I don't know. It's it, the show is great. I love this. I was so happy to see, you know me, I'm a, I'm a comedy man. I just want the good comedy. Loved it. <laughs> I thought loved it, was, it. They had the boardroom scene where it was like, yeah. Oh, how do we market, uh, th things towards women? And they, they like build it up as this one woman is being rational and all the other women in the room are crazy, right? Because they're all like, oh, of course we're going to make it pink. Of course there's going to be butterflies yeah. on it. Like all these things. And they're like, we could put on dating tips. And she's like, good idea, dating tips. And she writes, put out. out. <laughs> so her dating tip is put out, like hilarious. And it's done in such a casual way. We're like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, there's no right, super right, emphasis. It's just like. Dating tips, good idea. Put out. Like everything is happening very quickly. It's very well done. And then the it all builds up to the moment where it's, oh, these women all know that it's crazy and they're all just getting drunk to like deal with the fact that marketing things towards women is like demeaning and yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean they like, do I thought it was smart and funny. No, yeah, they do a great job of like being irreverent by being like blase about people's insecurities. Like a lot of those skits are basically that kind of formula, which mm -hmm. is a great formula. It's very funny. <laughs> I will say though, based on what I was talking about before, kind of some of the like one-liner jokes, that inherently leads you to kind of a hit or miss format, you know? There like, were a few misses. When there, when there are short, very, like very short scenes that are encompassed around one joke, that joke either needs to land or it's going to be kind of feel like a waste of time. You know what I mean? There were a few, maybe one or two sketches, maybe like after the first, maybe one or two that like missed for me. And I know what you're saying. Other mm -hmm. than that, for me, it was home runs. But uh, there's certainly, it wasn't a home run. Everything wasn't a home run. There were a few... It I was wasn't like, perfect. Uh, I didn't write eyes. down. I wish I would have written down what I didn't think was funny. I didn't, but I just happened. wrote down the specific skits that I thought were funny and which is a majority of them. What do you think about that, Matt Helm, though? Like, you what? know, because so some of the things were like, I don't know. I think like my my opinion, if Keep you want to know my down. opinion. Yeah. No one wants to hear that, though. 
But I'll tell you. I specifically asked you about it. But, but I agree with what you said. Tell me you said. don't want to hear my opinion. I don't want to hear I don't your opinion. Hear it. All right, well, I'm going to tell you my opinion anyways. Tell me. Uh, I didn't really look into it that much. I, I thought the jokes were pretty rather simple. Like, I don't think there was really anything crazy intricate like they're not they're not like going down wormholes or anything like that like any reasonable person should be able to watch that and appreciate the comedy whether it's my grandma or my baby cousin uh ruster they'll all enjoy it Hmm. can i bring up one of my gripes about the show i know we've been very very like complimentary about the show sure this this might be stupid for me even to say but the well, show is called stupid. Baroness Von Sketch Show. Like, yeah, the title is their comedy group called Baroness Von. Like, I have no idea why it's called that. Yeah, the you title say that though, like, like when you just referenced the title, I reread it and I was like, that's funny. Well, every time like, to me, it's funny. Every like, time what it would go it from mean? like commercial breaks, I, I, it would show I, like the title. to me, like you 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 could be like right, but for me, I'm like you you like I was just like, oh, that's funny. I genuinely Baroness don't Von know what show. the title of the show means. Is it? Is it? And like, if I'm gonna, yeah, it is. Maybe this is a stupid gripe, but like, if I'm gonna recommend this show to someone, they're probably gonna say, "Oh, what does the title mean?" And I'm gonna have no answer for them. I could just see a group of ladies being like Baroness Von Sketch Show, and I'm like, "You ladies are fuck. That's fucking funny." <laughs> I'm like, "That's that's funny. not my immediate." You get reaction. what I'm saying though. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, understand I do. the title. I do, but again, it's just inherently funny to me. I'm just like, I read Baroness Von Sketch Show. Because I, I even right before we read this, I was like, Baroness Von Sketch Show. But I'm like, they're Canadian. It's not like they're Dutch. No. But then I'm like, the, wait. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's funny. <laughs> I like this show, though. I do, too. I think we all like the show. Let's get down to the ratings. We have talked so much about this show, like, in the abstract, like, talking about the show as a whole. We haven't really talked that much about, like, specific sketches. So I can't believe we haven't brought this up already. But one of the sketches was all about, like, being at the cottage. And it's like, hey, you gotta let loose. We're at the cottage. That was some of the most fun. That was our last sketch of the show. Best sketch. Was like, hey, we're at this we're at the cottage, you gotta let loose. And then one of their husbands just like lets too loose, I guess. <laughs> and makes it very, very awkward. So we're rating this one on a scale from one to five cottages. I didn't come here to watch these shows in a particularly super good mood. I feel okay today. I feel fine. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I try to take into account my mood affecting my ratings. You know, sometimes I'm in a good mood. I give people the benefit of the doubt. That said, I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it, the show a lot. The wit was it, was, it was just, it was so dryly funny. That's what I want to see. I want to see things be just, I want that dry humor. Keep it dry. Keep it dry. Where the towel's at. Keep it dry. Where them towel's at. I want to, kind of rhymes with dry. Five. Five. That's fucking wow. right. Wow. wow. Yep. Five out of five. Oh. That's right. Five cottages. I, I know what it is. I was going to say it. Five cottages out of five cottages. I'm giving it all of that. I went from a zero to a five. A spectrum week, baby. Five. That's uh, that's um, impressive. Impre- impressive. I, I'm surprised a little bit. Like... Well, you know, I've I've been, enjoy- I've been dealing with you know I, I hang around with, you know two misogynists. Um, Baroness Von Sketch Show was very interesting. It was f- fresh as far as it was uh, a good comedic value. 
had a lot of personality uh, that I haven't seen before in, in a sketch comedy show recently. Um, everything was genuine. I enjoyed all the actors and actresses. Um, primarily, uh, they did a great job together. This group of girls clearly have been doing stuff or having fun for a while, and you could you can see that they all kind of mesh well uh, and, and pair together. Um, all the sketches were unique and fun. Uh, a lot were very good. I think there were just a few that m- might have not caught or missed. But um, this is seriously a show that uh, I am willing and probably going to check out more of. Um, but then again, I don't think it was perfect. I can't, you know, there, there, I didn't laugh the whole time all the time. So for that, I, I have to take it down to that four cottages, which is still a lot of cottages. I mean, one is enough, quite frankly, but four is still four, a great four cottages for Baroness Von Sketch Show out of five. That's one less than I gave it. What of it, bruh? The, I think it was like a UN meeting in 2050. Copenhagen in 2050. And it's like every leader of the free world is a woman. So like there's no conflict whatsoever. And the joke is they keep going to different people and they're like, oh, you know, I'm the leader of Scandinavia. And, you know... I got upset about something between us and lower South America or whatever. Old South North America. That one. (laughs) But then I just, you know, wrote down all my feelings and slept on it. And when I woke up in the morning, I wasn't as angry. And we just kind of, you know, figured it out. And like, you know, the joke was that, oh, if women were the leaders of the free world, everything would be fine. But like, I don't know. I I liked that scene. I thought it was funny. Like... I regret not talking about or bringing it up. There were a lot of moments in the show that were awesome and hilarious. And like, oh boy, that cottage scene where one of the women's husband ends the entire show by like air humping a bowl of guacamole. There were so many absurd moments in this show and moments that were like smart and funny that I thought it was like a great mix of comedy I love this show. It was delightful. I was going to give it a four out of five cottages, but now that we've talked about it, I'm bumping it up. I'm giving it four and a half cottages out of five. The next show we watched was The Sinner on USA. This eight-episode close-ended series follows a young mother played by Jessica Beale, who, when overcome by an inexplicable fit of rage, commits a startling act of violence and, to her horror, has no idea why. The event launches an inverted and utterly surprising crime thriller whose driving force is not the who or the what, but the why, as an investigator finds himself obsessed with uncovering the woman's buried motive. Together, they travel a harrowing journey into the depths of her psyche and the violent secrets hidden in her past. Guys, what did you think of The Sinner? It drew my attention too late into the show, and in the end, I didn't think it was good for me. It's like a generalization me watch. Yeah, that's yeah. And for me, my generalization of the show would be, I feel like I kept trying to give this show the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, I want to, I kind of want to like it. And I'm not, I'm like, I felt cause one thing I've been doing is like tracking, like I've been writing scores while I'm watching it and like changing my score while I watch it. Oh wow. That's and, meta. That's new meta. And, um, I kept tr- like having a somewhat okay vibe with the show. But it sucked, dude. In my opinion, I think this show sucked. It, it, it went... It was boring and it sucked. 
and the acting was bad. Jessica Biel is a bad actress. I think the thing I was going to say was this show seemed like it was going for like a high value artistic, like they're trying to like portray things in a very serious and dark manner and like try to make it super dramatic. It didn't, it did, I didn't get sold on it at all. The thing I wanted to say, Michael, when you were talking about like wanting to like it, I think the reason is because one of the first things I wrote down is it's very slow and very quiet. There's yes. no like background music. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a slow burn. This is going to be something that I really like. You and it know? didn't seem cliche in any way. No. And it was like, okay, we're learning about these characters. There's no drama so far at all. Yeah. Slow play. We just we're learned cr- about a wife and a husband and they have a kid. Like, and they live And they on all a seem farm. very, very basic. Everything seems very basic. And we learn the most minor details about them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything changes. And- I might have had a different experience than you guys because when I wrote the intro, I knew people. she I knew she does something violent. So the whole time I was watching, I was on edge because I was like, when is she going to snap? And I thought maybe it was like, oh, yeah, when she was having sex with her husband, she was going to smash she was him like, up. Uh, there was sorry, this moment. Sorry, where, sorry, sorry. Making love to her husband. I'm sorry. But there was this moment during the intercourse where it like zoomed in. On the pattern of the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah, led yeah. us to believe that that was going to be important. And they kept they cutting back to a that. a bunch of times. Ambiguous, a ambi- times ambiguous, the ambiguous flashbacks. And I was like, oh my they God. Represented nothing. They represented nothing. She's going to get Rolling triggered Rise. by the wallpaper yeah. and murder her husband or something. That didn't end up happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're at the beach with their child. <sighs> and she just is cutting a pear with a knife. This is the only thing we really, everybody... Right in this room, we need to focus on go kill it right now. And she gets triggered by like a song playing on the some young man, some eighties song, like kissing his girlfriend, kind of getting like sexual with her. Andrew, Andrew, he was throwing her around. No, they were making love. No, while a song is playing on the radio, and she just loses it and stabs him seven times with this knife. I'm not gonna lie, that scene was actually cool as It was badass. It It was was, was the best part of this show was her going all out on this dude. It seriously was cool. Well, and this show went from zero to 100 in in, in, in a second. And I was like, is this show gonna get good? It did not. And that scene was awesome. (laughs) And that's what I was getting to, is that I wanted to know your guys' reaction, because I was watching the show waiting for something violent to happen. Yes. I wasn't. So I wanted to know your <laughs> guys' reaction not knowing that. You I had know no I mean? idea anything violent Amazing. was going to happen. I thought, well, she was trying to kill herself. She tried to drown herself before this I happens. Disagree. I disagree. We already discussed this. Or I maybe she was I just think swimming. she was just kind know. of someone who's debating suicide. So she's like, I'm going to hold my breath underwater. I know I'm not going to well, kill myself, like, but psych- I'm going to Psychologically, you can't drown yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's one of those things where like, you see in a movie where like somebody holds their hand over the flame of a candle until it starts to burn yes. and then they pull their hand yes. back. It's like, I, they push themselves there, to the limit. Like autoerotic psych- asphyxiation. Cut that from the pod. Keep like, in like there's something psychologically wrong with me where I want to like feel pain, but then I pull back at the last minute. Like that's what it felt like to me. And her husband was like, What's wrong with you? Why were you swimming so far out there? We didn't know where you were. She she asked him to slap him during sex, and he doesn't do it. Did that happen? I missed that. No, that didn't happen. If you were, if you were, if you were left that in there, maybe. If you were, uh, (laughs) if you were in a sexual relationship with a uh, a car and you were a mechanic, uh, and you broke up (laughs) with them, it would be an auto erotic asphyxiation. 
Thank you. That's Thank you. Fucking brilliant. You're all welcome. Leave that in the pod. One of my favorite notes, uh, going back through what I wrote down during this show, is why the TV show. So many moments in the oh, show, I did we too. kept saying, I did too. "Why? Why did this character do that?" I mean, I wrote down, "So why did she do it?" And then I wrote, "Cause." Cause, cause I don't care. Like, and like, all we know is that she was triggered by the audio. And but also, like, sense. we we know we also know like whatever the and real know why. whatever the What's real that? answer is, it's not going to be interesting. No, and like we we haven't even brought this up yet. The main detective who's like interested in her case is played by Bill Pullman, who, if you don't know who that is, is the president from Independence Day, and like he takes this interest in her when it's. No. There was like a million inch. There were a million witnesses that yeah. she clearly killed this guy. She yeah. admits to killing him. She admits to it. There are a million witnesses. This should be an open and shut case. Yes. Instead, Bill Pullman takes a serious interest in her for no reason. For no reason, and that leads us to just say, why? Why does he care? It doesn't it? Doesn't make sense. None of this I, would I happen could, in a realistic setting. I could very loosely create ties through some of the things that we've been introduced to the characters, like like non-verbally, but also whatever that is, is like trash. Like it's stupid. Like, oh, he gets pain inflicted on him. So maybe he sees something different in this person. Also, that is stupid. Like what you're doing is making it. It's a bad show. It's like bad. The, the only draw for this show is like a character piece where Jessica Biel is the star. She can't carry a show. No. Or she's not a good actor. Like an intriguing mystery. But the mystery I is. I agree. I agree. Why did yes. she murder this person? Which isn't. Which, we don't care. I don't care. You're going to draw that out over eight episodes that are each an hour long? Yes. Why did she kill this person? Yes. That's like it's, one episode okay. or two. Maybe. Knowing someone's motive is so much less cool than knowing the killer. You know what I mean? It'd be so 100%. much cooler. 100%. It's like, I don't. And we already know whatever her motives are, it's like. Oh, cool. She was like, well, it's going to abuse as a child. How interesting. Gonna, no matter what her motive was, Trash. it's going to be underwhelming. Like Trash. we already know that she killed him. Yeah. The thing that bothers me the most about it is that she, Jessica Biel is trying to drive this show. Her character should either be fucking insane or like play the role. She's, she, it's literally just a normal cry like I, I don't know I don't believe the character that she like she's not acting to play that character well enough I feel as much as I want to agree with you because I didn't like the show I actually think that Jessica Biel did a good job in this Oof. role I think as far as like then her motivation she was portrayed wrong. like Something a was somewhat normal person until she snapped and then once she snapped I believed that she didn't understand what was going on so as far as I sure, didn't, sure. as much as I didn't like the show, I didn't think that her performance specifically was bad. And I disagree. I think it was bad. I, I, you're a hundred percent entitled like to that opinion. Yeah. I just didn't I think her acting was bad. Like I thought her husband was a good actor. I thought the writing was stupid. The writing. I didn't writing think her. I didn't think that her acting was bad though. I thought it was weird that she oh, looked like was... she was strung out on heroin the entire show. Well, but I, I didn't think her thing acting is like she's was not a bad. drug addict. Like I, she doesn't look like like I don't think she's a bad. Okay, I'm sorry. I actually do, she does. I do think pills. she's a bad actress. I actually, and I also do think that she tried 100 percent on this. Like I can tell that she she's, tried so hard. I can tell that she's trying to go for it. But at this, I'm just like I don't believe. I it. don't think you're a good actress. But she is. It's not like she's like not trying. She is trying. She's trying, and it's too obvious, and I don't like it. 
I, I mean, it, it's okay, but she she's, she's a better actress than I'm an actor. I'm just trying to think like if if there was a better actress, could the show be more enjoyable? Maybe. But like, no, the fact I think that, inherently I, the premise is stupid. But also, like, like the fact that I also find her so uninteresting makes me think that whatever her motive is, I don't care about. Like, I already mm-hmm. don't care about her. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe there could be a female that I'm like, a female lead here that I'm like more interested in. I'm like, why is she reacting this way? But with this, with Jessica Bill just seems very basic. It's so basic in the fact that, yeah, she is a person that just stabs someone and her reaction is. I don't, I don't know. Cry, cry. I don't know. Cry, cry. Like that's just, it's yeah. not interesting. It's not fun. I mean, it's, I, not I, compl- it's not complicated. If, if her, like the reason why freak she's freak out or do if something, her, if, the, if the reasons behind her behavior were like somewhat complicated, she should be in the I, going I, like, I don't think they are. I think she was just like abused as a child. She clearly was. We saw that purple baby. And to me, it's, that's just more so weird rather than it is interesting. And that's what killed it for me. And guys, guess what? I know we're not giving our ratings right now. It's not going to be a good one. It's not going to be a good rating. Sorry. Don't spoil that. I just like, I don't think that like the idea of someone who has experienced trauma in their past and them getting triggered by something and doing something horrific. I don't think that in itself is a stupid idea. Neither do I. I just think that this show poorly executed was poorly executed and there was nothing to draw me in to want to watch future episodes. Why? Like if, if you don't give me anything in the first episode and all you do is bring up questions and you give me nothing, there you, just, you have a cool stab scene. Like that's all I got. There were just not really any characters that I cared about. I didn't care about the husband. I didn't really care about Jessica Biel that much. And I didn't care about Bill Pullman. So like, they don't, Who am I supposed to neither care Neither did about? I. I don't. All you learn is that the wife a, is taking sleeping pills, doesn't like sex, and wants to drown herself. Well, That's I, all you learn. I think it was very clear, that, clear she, that this woman is depressed. Sounds like, my, sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> I think it was clear that she was taking sleeping pills to like combat these like terrible memories from her childhood. Which she was, are like, not explained. She Instead of like dealing with her In problems, she was trying to just drown them out by taking sleeping pills. Oh, wow. Now that you say that, I totally relate. <laughs> I just think... What pissed me off is the epiphany of the show was that we learn from one of the friends that was there. It's two groups of it's two couples. Uh, One of the guys of the two couples gets stabbed and the other guy sits there and kind of watches it happen because apparently the husband was able to get there in 15 seconds and help stop his wife from stabbing this dude to death. Whereas the friend is just sitting there trash and not getting up and he's like five feet less away to help this man. Which, I'm sorry, this might be where you're going with this. Yeah, no, but continue. The, but the fact of Bill Pullman bringing that up to this guy whose friend just died, that's such a stupid dick move. Like, oh, you were sitting right there, why didn't you jump up and help him? It's like, he was probably in shock in that moment that a random woman was stabbing his friend. It's 100% reasonable that he didn't jump up and save his friend's life. Like, but all in that sudden, moment of shock... You can't expect someone to just be a superhero. That, scene that was, was so stupid. That scene was awful. It was stupid. And then awful. we and then from that we learned that awful. apparently he it seems like the main the, the dude that got stabbed wanted to get stabbed. He pulled her closer once she, he got stabbed. Awful and, logic. and at that, that was the at weirdest that point, part I was just of the like, whole what show. What the fuck are you guys was, talking about? I was legitimately angry that that was being discussed. That was the weirdest part of the whole show. And that's how they ended. I agree, Andrew. Because and it's just more stupid questions why the show. Because mm-hmm. like I brought up before, like trying to hook you in to watch future episodes. Like, if that was a thing that was supposed to hook you, like, why did this guy want to die? 
That's so dumb. Andrew, I've heard of hook, line, and stinkers. This show was a hook, line, and stinker. Let's get down to the ratings. Like we mentioned, our Jessica Biel character seemed like a normal person for a long time during this show. And it was very slow. There was no background music. It seemed like it was going to be a real slow burn. And then all of a sudden, she just snaps and stabs this guy. And we found out from the cops later that there were seven stab wounds. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I'm not trying to see someone get stabbed. Are Ugh. You, what? You're not? That's what I that's what I watch TV to get stabbings in, you know. That was unpleasant for me to watch. So we're rating this one on a scale from one to five stab wounds. It it was just uninteresting. I can't say that Jessica Biel played like I, something about her in that role is just someone different. Maybe it would have been more interesting. Maybe they could have played it out different. I don't know if there was just poor directing. Uh, the writing was clearly just not good. Um, there was no... I, Blazer even mentioned, I think there's just no music pretty much at all now that he mentioned it, which is weird. I didn't like that. I don't know. The The show itself seems confused. They want it to take a super dramatic and, and artsy and, and serious tone. And realistically, uh, I couldn't give uh, three shits about anything that's going on in this show. The Center on USA, one and a half stab wounds. Just like a half, like it's stuck in him. You could pull it out later. It's not going to prove the score. Uh, Helm, I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I really don't know how much more there is to really discuss belaboring the same. I mean, just I, the, the acting performance, the character in of itself... Yes, I do think she was trying this role. Um, what's her lead's name? Um, Blazer. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel, of course. Um, but she didn't have a lot of to work with at all. The show is just not good. The fact that we're looking for the motive of a murder as our reveal is like crazy. That you think that's a good idea? Crazy. Um, Madam, you went with one and a half stab wounds. Correct. He was stabbed seven times. He was stabbed a total of seven. Yes. He's gonna be surviving an attack from my Jessica Biel because she's only gonna stab him. Half, half a time. I half give this a time. half a stab of one of five. And again, I was trying to give the show the benefit of the doubt the whole time, and that's where I ended. Yeah, and I thought I didn't like it. Half. I knew that we were gonna have to review this show because I saw it advertised everywhere, and when I saw it being promoted, like Matt Helm, you brought this up. The title is not necessarily great because when I saw it was called The Sinner. I thought it was going to have to do with something like religious, religious. Yeah. in some factor. Like, oh, she's a sinner. Like, the priest is looking down on her or the family is super religious. Like, I thought it was going to have something to do with that. In no way did it have anything to do with that. Yeah, did, did, did you want to see a, a cross that's a good or point. church or anything? Good point, Andrew. Very good point. I mean, it's a character piece about, like, the woman who killed this person. So, like, you would expect the actor or actress to, like, drive the show pretty much. And I don't think Jessica Biel is necessarily, like, a great actress, you know? I don't think either of us are going to disagree. So, I mean, I thought Bill Pullman's character was weird. Like, the fact that they gave him, like, a weird fetish where he likes being dominated by a woman. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That was specifically the pointer and middle finger. Like, they were trying to give him layers as a character, but I just didn't understand why he cared about, like, figuring out the facts of Jessica Biel's, like, murder case. Like, she clearly killed this guy. There's a million witnesses. 
She admitted to it. Throw her in jail and move on to the next case. Why is he so transfixed on this? Like, obviously, because it's the point of the TV show. Which is unrealistic, the show. I just did. There was nothing in this show that made me want to, like, watch future episodes. But I will disagree with you guys in the fact that as much as I just said, I don't think Jessica Biel's a good actress. I thought she was fine in this show. I thought she was like believable in the part, at least. The the she wasn't the worst part. The show itself is more embarrassing than her acting performance. Yes. So all in all, I just didn't really like this show that much at all. I'm giving it one and a half stab wounds out hey. of five. And I know that the whole rating scale was based off stab wounds for the stab scene. I do want to emphasize because we talked all shit. My review was all shit. The stabbing scene was awesome. Because it came it out. It was my favorite scene. It was it, tremendous. It, it was good. It, it was, was just good. jarring because you didn't see it coming out of anywhere. Kuda, actually, the best part of the show was that, like, the uh, visual, the, the not even visual effects, like the prosthetics slash uh, uh, artist effects, whatever, the, the blood and stuff. Like, it looked it looked real. Like, oh my God, this dude got fucked up and there was blood everywhere and it looked realistic. It felt well, real. It felt in the, in the moment and spur. And like I mentioned before, and I spur, knew. Wait, he just, it felt in the moment and spur. <laughs> That's not how you say that phrase. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to use it before the other word. Whatever. Uh, Tony fun. Parker. I already mentioned, I knew that there was going to be a moment of insane violence in the show. But I still was wondering, like, how graphic is it going to be on USA Network? And they, like, it was pretty graphic. It was Saving Private Ryan. She like, landed close. quite a few stab wounds. Well, just all the blood coming out of the neck and out of his mouth. And just, it seemed super real. It seemed like I was watching Saving Private Ryan for about 30 seconds. It was dope. Next up, we have the guest book on TBS. For a tiny cottage in a tiny town, this place sure is going to see a lot of baggage. The Guest Book is an anthology comedy series centered on the lives of the employees of, and visitors to, a group of rental cottages in the small mountain town of Mount Trace. The regular cast plays residents of the town, while each episode is focused on a different guest star who plays an out-of-town vacationer. Created by My Name is Earl creator Greg Garcia, Greg based the show on his habit of writing fake guest book entries while on vacation. Greg also wrote all 10 episodes of the first season. Guys, what did you think of the guest book? Uh, there are three letters that represent this show to me. They're all the same letter. And I know the alphabet starts with A, but it ends with Z. Z, Z, Z. Top. I was snoozing the whole show. Yeah, the show was not funny. I like the guest stars. I mean, I like the, the guest stars because I know they're going to mix them up per episode. And I know that they're funny. So when I know funny people aren't making me laugh. You know it's bad. It's bad. And I I did laugh a few times. Again. Some chuckles. Far from a, the worst show we've ever watched. I genuinely laughed. I didn't give the show a zero. Yeah. But. No one said we were giving zeros out here. I'm not out here giving zeros. I've been looking forward to this show for a couple of weeks now because my little brother has been... Like, Our little brother? I think at least a month ago, he was like, dude, you guys got to watch the guest book. It looks like there's going to be a bunch of like celebrity guest stars on yeah. the show. It didn't air before this week, right? It aired... No, no I, I almost, honestly, I saw it on Twitter and I, I almost went up Thursday night to watch the premiere of the show and I'm glad I didn't because I didn't know we were but watching it. But no, Little, little Matt, Matt did not see little it Little Matt's got us. his ear to the ground so he just knew about it a month ago. 
Oh, okay. S- you made it seem like he like saw. No, me and Little shit. Matt love comedy. Little Matt is oh, more so the grapevine than actually hearing it from the grapevine. You know what I'm saying? So I've been looking forward to watching the show for a couple weeks because I knew there were going to be like a bunch of big coast uh, like guest stars. Like this, the guest stars of this first episode were Danny Pudi and Lauren Lapkus, two people that I love. Me and too. Like, yeah, I do too. Especially Lauren. And like with that in mind. The fact that the show was pretty much driven by those two, expectations. I would have expected to like it more than I did. To be honest, I was disappointed with both of their characters. Yes. This was supposed to be about the two characters interacting and uh, Danny Pudi's, like, I don't know what his character's name is, his interaction about doing shit and trying to be, uh, I don't know, they're not having sex after a year. It's it's all stereotypical things that any person could write about this. Yes. It was uninteresting and not, uh, uh, it was not entertaining. Mahelm? That was the problem. This is the first time you've shut us the fuck up to describe something very poignant and I appreciate it. Thank you. Mahelm, I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> that's one of my things that surprised me about this show. I thought it was going to be 100% focused on the vacation site. We had a surprising... I brought it up while we were watching it. I We had a surprising amount of the backstory before they got to the cabin. We saw Danny Pudi teaching his class, and Lauren Lapkus is banging on the window, and it shows like the drama between the two of them. I didn't think we were going to see any of that. I thought it was going to be 100% set in the location of the campsite. Did you like that scene, though? No. Yeah, I didn't at all. Oh, you forgot the thing. <laughs> blazer, oh, she needs blazer, a vacation. <gasps> no. <laughs> it just wasn't funny. I didn't laugh. I don't I don't think I genuinely I like laughed out loud. No, like, I did laugh. I, I did laugh. I, I'm I, not, did. Okay. I did genuinely laugh. I, I, 100% what will encompass everything we're talking about is what I wrote down. The last thing I wrote down is underwhelming with three exclamation points and then love Lapkiss though. I love the people in this show. The first I just thing didn't I like wrote, the show the that much. First thing I wrote is what's the first thing I wrote? Uh, what does it say? The first thing. Love laugh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like, do too. I loved the people in this show and I wanted to like the show. Yeah. But I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. It was not an I didn't find it entertaining. Let's get down to the ratings. I can't believe we didn't mention this until now. Keep but saying that. A character <laughs> that I know is going to appear in future episodes because I've seen promos for future episodes. Promos. Was a stripper who worked at the local strip joint, which this is clearly like they made a joke about how the girl that was on the billboard advertising the strip joint was beautiful. But the girls working the strip joint were quote unquote mountain girls, I think was what she said. So like the girls working there were not nearly as attractive. And this one woman who was like kind of a bigger girl who I have seen in like promotions for future episodes. Uh, the joke was, I guess, that Danny Pudi showed up and she was the desirable stripper. Like that was the joke is like, oh, this girl who's like overweight Which is again, the it's, hot it's, stripper. It's basically making a joke of like she's fat and they like the fat girl. That's funny. It's like you're just making fun of like overweight people in a very simplistic way sorry which just that whole scene was just not very funny and kind of seemed like unnecessary but i guess that was the drama of the show was hey the some guy had a tape of him in this back room strip joint what an odd source of the drama that fueled the episode who uses tapes 
any digital camera right, that was manufactured right, after right, 2005 let, is fucking digital. That is, I'm sorry. That's 100% valid. Can we rein in Menhelm, though, before he goes off on technology? Because, yes, his points are correct, but also he's going to be... That, that was, God's the, eye last that was the, the focus of the drama of the whole episode yes, was... Yes. I have a VCR tape <laughs> that someone can physically destroy. 20. So stupid. 17. We're rating this one on a scale of one to five strippers. Uh, I enjoyed the cast. I was excited to watch the show. Uh, when I, once I saw who was on the show, I was like, this, I'm totally engaged, willing to give it a chance, fully wanting to enjoy the show. I felt like 80% of the comedy bits I thought were thumbs down. Um... And I was disappointed. And I think that that disappointment wants me to go harsher than I think. So I gave, I wrote down a score that I thought this was worthy of, but then I then changed it a little bit to a little higher because I think, uh, I'm being like, it's, I know, I know deep down that it's still so much better than a lot of other crap we've watched. Like, and I did genuinely laugh at a few parts. That being said, I still think the harshness got to him a little bit. And I'm ultimately giving this show one and a half strippers out of five. Wow. One and I'm a half. shocked by I that. I wanted to give it a one. I give it a one and a half. Can I tell you? One and one because I came to laugh and I gave them full support and I was disappointed. That all female show we watched. No idea what Fantastic. Was and I laughed my arse off. Arse. And I don't cuss on the pod. Fuck. The guest book looked like, I mean, I saw who our stars were going to be within, you know, seconds. And I was, I was gonna, I was thinking in my mind, you know, hey, this is gonna be pretty funny. This show was not funny. This show was not good. I laughed minimal amount of time. Uh, the majority of my time was spent thinking about how upset I was that the two stars of this specific episode. Maybe the other episodes will be much better and different, but the two stars couldn't even carry this as far as I could throw it, which is not far because I'm weak physically and uh. <laughs> and mentally. <laughs> Um, Very honest. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour out my whole life story Styles, up here. Styles Bond going. I totally approve of what he's saying. <laughs> well, we should. No one should approve of it, but it is the it is the truth. Um, it, it was a disappointing sight, and the characters that are apparently going to be reoccurring in this show that are not our guest stars who actually should have driven it to something are even just are just bad. Like not funny, not cool, not memorable, not nothing. And the writing was bad. If they continue to write bad shit for good actors it, it, and actresses, it's not going to turn out good. I'm sorry. Uh, I was really disappointed with the show, and I'm going to be super critical on it. This guest book? Shit, son. The Sinner had a dope-ass stabbing scene. What do you got? <laughs> Lame jokes? Dude, flame. One. Uh, the fuck? Guest books? Strippers. Strippers. What? Wow. One stripper out of a total five strippers. There's only one stripper in this show that, uh, you know, did the deeds. I was looking forward to this show for a couple of weeks, which, like, maybe that's my problem. But <laughs> among, I thought this many. show was going to be funny, you know? Like, I was like, hey, it's an anthology. Every week is going to be f- different funny guests. And this first episode, like, on paper, should have been perfect. Danny Pudi, Lauren Lapkus, two people that I think are funny. The episode's going to be driven by them. This, in theory, should be a great episode for me personally. And I just thought it was so-so. Like, looking forward to future guests, maybe different episodes will be better. Agreed. But, like, the, the guests that are going to show up on this show, are they going to be better than the two we got in this episode? These are two of my favorite comedic actors. Agreed. Which ultimately just leads me to think it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. I'm saying, though. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which, again, ultimately it's my fault for having too high of expectations. You're damn straight. Agreed. But I thought I was going to like it more than I did. Ultimately, I just have to give it three out of five strippers. Mm. I didn't think it was as good as I thought it was going to be. Still honestly generous in But I still liked it. Yeah. I still laughed at moments. I thought the whole drama being based around Danny Pudi going to a strip club and him rigging up a Home Alone type, like Home Alone type setup so he could make a bowling ball hit somebody. Like that was our show. That was it. That was pretty lame. It was so lame. The plot made so little sense. There was so little like actual funny stuff that happened. There was like a, a remember 20 second sex montage that was like kind of lame and just it, weird. It was just so underwhelming. I just didn't like it that much. I think three is kind of generous, actually, super, now that I'm, I'm thinking of it. it's super generous. I was disappointed. That's why I fuck. think the correct score for this show is a two. I'm standing by what I gave because it. I think I'm being too harsh. 1. I think 7. being 5. too generous. 1.75. <laughs> if we collectively take our scores, what? One, <laughs> one, one and a half and a three? It's like 1.75. 1.75-ish. Like 1. Who cares? 8. I don't know. Who cares? Show yeah. sucked. The last show we watched was Comrade Detective on Amazon. In the thick of 1980s Cold War hysteria, the Romanian government created the country's most popular and longest-running series, Comrade Detective, a sleek and gritty police show that not only entertained its citizens, but also promoted communist ideals and inspired a deep nationalism. The action-packed and blood-soaked first season finds detectives Gregor Engel and Joseph Baku investigating the murder of fellow officer Nikita Ionesco and in the process unraveling a subversive plot to destroy their country that is fueled by what else but the greatest enemy, capitalism. Guys, what did you think of Comrade Detective? Hilarious. Entertaining. The show... I don't know what I did expect a lot out of the show when I first started watching it and it delivered it's a pro I don't know I think I really liked the show but also I do have a couple actually issues with it I think you guys can testify to this I was very excited for the show so as I texted Malham and told him get, I was get only excited shows. because he, people kept telling me about this show. I didn't know we were reviewing it and I like it you know I texted no, you I, we brought, I brought this up I yesterday. mean no I did but I didn't I wasn't paying attention in my mind but yeah well-directed. That being said, I was very excited for this show. I do have some significant complaints about it. As do I. I don't have significant complaints. That being said, though, should we just jump into complaints? Should we talk about what we like? Because well, like, I, I think a, lot a little to... context might go a long way. So aren't, my like interpretation like of this that. show is that they're, they're, it's, it's, it's supposed to be comedic in majority of the value of the show. Yes. Is, is centered around a comedic baseline of... Uh, um, we we have found this footage of old shit from the 80s from communists and in you know set in Romania heavily influenced and now we have a situation where it's getting dubbed over but the original production is a Romanian quote unquote production from back then Matt Holm you brought up one of my biggest problems with the show when I read the premise and I wrote the intro I was like oh my god they're pretending that it's a 1980s Romanian show that they just found and like it's just now being aired in America. Interesting. That's such a funny premise. It's and hilarious. I, like, I love it. I was like, I can't wait to watch this show. That's such a funny premise. But one of my biggest complaints about the show is it's supposed to be a 1980s Romanian show that they found. It looks like it was shot yesterday. 
they did not cover they they, the they weren't shy value. of using a high production value with it. With but I don't have an issue with that I knowing because I 100% have an issue with that. I don't at all. I can I can watch it. It takes me out of it. I can watch it and appreciate that yeah. I take it as if it was produced no, in the No, no, I just like, think, like, why can't you enjoy something that's set in the 1980s? It doesn't have to be filmed as if it was shot in the 1980s. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I get, I get what Blaze is saying. I like, it, Mike, no, he, I, I, you're entitled to your own opinion. It would have been so easy for them to make it look like it was shot in the 1980s. Use equipment that was it made in the 80s. It would have been so easy to do that that it takes me out of it. It takes me or out of it. So we just because we just, just add the effects over, that, over it. Really. The whole intro to the show was Channing Tatum and the director talking to the talking to the camera and saying, "Oh, we found this footage from 1980s Romania. This is our first time introduce, introducing to it to America. But enjoy this archive footage that we found." And the entire rest of the show, it looks like it was made yesterday. And they, they do the production use, value does not look like it was made in the 1980s at all, they, and it takes me out of it. And inter- they do. That's interesting, like because I uh, we just straight up disagree on that. Then a hundred percent because I'm not at all like I'm like this was shot in 2017. It can be filmed as if it was shot in 2017 because they're they're it, representing real life situations, and real life situations look that nice, ir- like regardless of. Yeah. The time frame. Like, it still it, did it, look... It's, it, not like, it's, it, not like it, they, it's not like they were using 2017 technology in the scenes they were shooting. Just the technology they were using, which is fine because it better represents that era more, in my opinion. Sorry, the, go ahead. The, ti- the title cards, the way they uh, used subtitles in it with, like, the hardcore, like, really harsh, like, yellow tone. Like, everything but this cinematography specifically had the aesthetics of an 80s romanian tv show vibe but it was all high production value high quality i get i get what blaze is saying that it takes you out a little bit because i agree it does if they either the whether they added film effects to make it look like it was actually produced in the 80s real like realistically or if they actually used that specific equipment which would have been the the, the golden pinnacle of doing that it would have brought it a little lot more authenticity but i saw past that when i was watching it maybe this is unique to me because i have watched so many comedy things that satirize things from the 80s or the 70s that like intentionally look bad yep that it's like that's what i was expecting i was expecting it to intentionally look like it was made in the 80s like kung fury so the fact that it's not that took me out of it because it's like this doesn't look like it was shot in the 80s at all no it It took me out of it 100 percent. i couldn't tell what exactly the tone they were going for was because, like, everything was shot, like, all the actors in the show were playing it super, super straight. Like, nobody was acting it, like, trying to be comedic. Except for one scene. Oh, I... Where we see a guy who's supposed to be dead, and he blanks. Like, we rewound it multiple times to see him blink. He totally and blinks. It, it makes me wonder, like... Did they intentionally leave that in because that's supposed to be part of the comedy? Like that it was a bad production call or something? Or was it unintentional because every single thing in the rest of the show was played so straight? I don't know the answer to that. And it made it very strange for me. You you don't know what is satire and what is maybe just bad. Right. Or good. Right. You You don't know what's bad or good. It's very... Polarized. It's weird. That being it's, said, though, I do actually show. do think there are pretty clear moments of satire. There are very and there are very clear. the The biggest one, I I don't know. We, I don't want to jump around it, but no, it's fine. 
I don't know. The, the, the most prominent ones is near the, near the middle of the show, we're getting introduced to a U.S. embassy from these uh, mm-hmm. characters, the remaining characters that are going in there. And you see a hanging on the wall. There's uh, pictures of Ronald Reagan just very present in the shot and just hilarious. And you then, got American flags well, everywhere. Without, yeah, Fat, the fattest people in Romania yeah. eating just... They're, literally they, they were hamburgers big they were big macs they were big macs and that is something honestly to appreciate with the show like that's funny it was stacked on stacks of big macs it was hilarious like what a romanian thinks an american is exactly that was funny it's it was funny it, 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 it was so over the top and like a lot of the plot was based around blue jeans like oh, americans wear blue jordash jeans. jeans like that's what Russians one of their clues of a murder in the brand was jordash jeans the jeans the, the show and then the, the the woman that led the U.S. Ambas- uh, uh, embassy U.S. embassy was uh, just like over the top southern like like they were mocking like what an American fool was oh yeah. hello there how you doing there? they were all caricatures yes. of an American yes it was fantastic mockery of that, and like in that, that sense that's kind of like my only to be honest I did have issues with this show and they were not what you had described Blazer but for me it was like the the show kind of walked the line of like the relationship between him and the other guy he was like looking at the crime with was like it was a very cliche relationship and i'm like are they being clever and poking fun at the cliche or is this just like lazy writing and like kind of because the other guy was like they, like they went into that party and he's like oh well that's illegal why don't we just bust in right now and he's like the other guy's like why don't we just wait it's like that's such a typical like one guy's willing to break the rules the other guy's by the book like, are they mocking this dynamic or are they just kind of like playing into like, I couldn't tell what was the joke there. And you but brought I, up. I, I, sorry. One more thing. I also think, though, that they are doing a good job and I'm just missing it a little bit and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's good. I think you brought up. <laughs> I want to fuck. I think it's good. Just ruined everything. I think you brought up my Edited biggest gripe with the show, though, is like I was looking forward to this show being like absurdist comedy kind of like. Oh, 1980s Romanian show. It's going to be so crazy and silly. I wanted it to be more like, over top. I thought too much of it was actually focused on like, oh, the relationship between the cops and too much of it was taken seriously. Like, Sorry. I was expecting more comedy. Like, a lot of it was actually like... I was expecting less comedy. Really? Yeah. I got more comedy and that's... What I thought I there was expected. a lot of comedy in the show. I didn't laugh. Did you uh, laugh? I was smiling. Well, I, was... I think there was a lot of... The show was consistently um, peppered with like... Tongue in cheek. Tongue in cheek. Yes, it was just very little... I, I thought I would laugh while we were watching it. I never laughed. I wanted, I wanted to laugh, but there was nothing that really got me like full-blown LOL, but <laughs> they gave me full-blown L. <laughs> I don't remember laughing. I wrote... Why is this slapstick? I'm genuinely confused. Like, am I in fact missing something? I think I am missing something and I like it. Weird. No, that but I'm saying like, like an odd compliment. No, but what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's situations like where other people are unable to like enjoy something that's like dry. And I think like the, the, uh, the fact that it was dubbed instead of, uh, instead of us just reading the, like, like uh, you know, like it, it, I would have much preferred to watch this in Romanian and see the words for myself in interpretive, like, like the fact that it was Nick Offerman's voice. Like these create like total questions of like, what are they actually doing and what is it being expressed to us? Like, you know what I'm saying? There are, I feel like there are misses in terms of, I just think that they did actually execute what they were trying to do. <laughs> they executed what they were trying to do, but it wasn't 
portrayed to us in a way where we could interpret it that way, but it's also not their fault. It is their fault. I don't like dubs. Dubs suck. I want to read the words in English. This is obviously my fault. It's not the show's fault because this is a preconception that I had, but I thought that Channing Tatum was going to be the star of the show. I thought he was going to be like the titular comrade detective. He's the first one I saw when I looked up the show on IMDb and I was like, oh, cool. Channing Tatum's going to be in the show. Well, oh, wait, he's literally in it for two seconds and is a voice for half a second. And in, no, he wasn't a voice for half a second. He was the voice of the main detective. Like oh, he was, was technically comrade like detective. That's crazy but, that you say that. He sounded just like him. But no, visually, I'm dumb then. as fuck. <laughs> yes. But like Channing Tatum wasn't in it and Joseph Gordon Levin wasn't in it. Those two were just voices. And like, I thought it was going to be like, I thought some of the comedy was going to come from the fact that Channing Tatum was supposed to be playing a Romanian guy, but that wasn't the case at all. Like Channing Tatum was the American dub of this Romanian actor. And then that's the thing is like, is all of this just for the goofs or how much of it is, is it serious? Like they do have a serious story kind of going on with this show. Like, are they trying to carry that? Imagine with, though, with- if this show was filled with like actors you'd never heard of that were doing the voiceovers. Like, you wouldn't have to ask these questions. Like, you wouldn't be like, is Channing Tatum making a bit? And that's why I think the show in and of itself, to the Romanian audience, I think, like, a smart man who understands the Romanian language watching that show is like, this is actually a really good show. And they're being over the top in the correct situations. I just think us watching it, we are, it's not built in a way. And it is at fault of like the Channing Tatums for, for, you know what I'm saying? Like being the voiceover people. That being said, I think the actual show is good to that specific audience, the way it was built. One of the big things about this show is that like, it's from the point of view of the Romanian government. So it's like part action show and part propaganda. So like, capitalism is the ultimate enemy of this show. And one of the best quotes I wrote down from the show was they were talking about Americans and like people who were part of the capitalist system. And one of them said, these capitalists, narcissism is like air to these assholes. And that's, that's actually what my issue with the you know show what they is. always say. What you're describing now is what my issue with the show is. What they always say about time. Time, time is money. Hey, Tony, you got you got a light, hilarious, or something like that. that. Was like a guard just asked another guard for like a lighter, and it was and just the, he was like, "Hey, St- Stony or something." Yeah, that was uh, that was hilarious. Well, and like the idea that the American ambassador to Romania would have this like stereotypical Southern accent, like that's what an, an American sounds like. Hey, partner, welcome to the yeah, embassy. Yeah. Like. Some guy and some guy was talking or they were at a bar or something and talking about the American football game. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Like, hey, did you catch the score of the American football game? Oh, that was the same guard. That's right. Yeah. Like Americans would call it American American football. football. Hilarious. I loved that. So are you guys saying that this show is filmed also through the scope as if it was being released in the 80s? Yes, that's 100% what it was. That's 100% what it is. And then the Americans got it and now dubbed over it. Which is why... That's what I thought the whole time. And that's why I gave the show the score I gave it. I just want to make that very clear. Which is why I had such a problem with the cinematography. 
is because it was shot through the lens of being from the 1980s. No, that and makes... it didn't visually look like that. That's why I had such yeah, problems. Yeah, so now, with that. now it's encompassing the tone of that kind of era and what would be spoken, but it's not visually encapsulating what would have been shot within that era. Right. Like, that's my problem. You're right, though, now. Like, you're 100% correct. What did the director tell the actors on set? Because they clearly didn't take a 1980s Romanian movie and dub over it. They clearly shot this movie and then dubbed over it with American actors. Yes. So the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, what did the director tell these people on set? Because everybody plays it straight throughout the whole thing. Yeah. All of the quote unquote Romanian actors play it straight. Nobody's winking at the camera. Nobody's like playing it comedically. And all of like the Channing Tatum, Joseph Gordon-Levitt voiceovers are where the comedy comes from. So I kept thinking, like, how did they shoot this? Are these Romanian actors? Are they just saying gibberish? Like, what is the atmosphere on set? I genuinely don't know the answer. Yeah, that was one of the biggest. Are are they like told to act as if this is a straight like propaganda thing for the sake of things, or like should they be told aware of it and like are they playing it up? It's very. And in were that they aspect, genuinely I don't know speaking if we know. Romanian? I don't know. I don't know. I certainly don't know that. There's a lot of questions here. There's a lot of things we don't oh, know. There's one more thing I wanted to ask you right there, but I forgot it. Fuck. I but I, I like that. I like I, I like I know that it's just funny, and I'm figuring more and more about it as I watch it. And you're kind of like, I think oh. we've we've talked enough about it to yeah. where this is a lot here to dissect. And I feel like oh, yeah, watching more of it would be shit. more. I think I'm gonna watch more of it. Yeah. I'm intri- I'm intrigued by it. I- hey, one more thing though, back to the whole like shooting it like it was like old versus like shooting it was like it was new. It should have been shot like it was old. I agree with you. That being said, th- it was shot in like a new style and it was done so very nicely. You know what I'm saying? It was visually appealing. I was gonna bring this up a yeah. long time ago, which is like a whole other <laughs> layer to this. There was a scene where I think he was like chasing a bad guy and was like hanging onto the back of the car and. The car like got out of control and crashed into a parked car, and I wrote down, "Pretty decent car crash." Oh, that stunt was fantastic, and it was, was so realistic. Good it was like stunt. it was literally two cars hitting each other, and people were flying off cars. Like that happened. For as much as it was playing for like a comedy tone, that was a pretty good stunt. I was impressed by that. I, I didn't still think thought it was funny. It was funny too, but I didn't think that they would have even like a somewhat good stunt. I thought it was all going to kind of play for comedy. It was all executed nicely, yes. Yeah. But strange again because it was in the New Age style. (laughs) Let's get down to the ratings. Like we mentioned, a lot of the comedy of this show was painting Americans in like a negative tone that like 1980s Cold War Romania would see Americans as like the enemy. So like one of the moments when they were at the embassy, the American ambassador is like, yelling to her assistant and she's like get me a pepsi a diet pepsi and don't screw it up this time because americans love their pepsi that was like the joke she didn't get her diet pepsi last time clearly so we're rating this one on a scale from one to five diet pepsis this show was very intriguing i'm still trying to figure it out and i don't have all the answers i want but that's kind of a good thing because i'm intrigued as to if it I'm I'm curious if this tone continues, if I'll figure it out more, if it'll become more obvious what exactly everything's uh, going for. But as a whole, um, I enjoyed 
all the you know the props the costumes the actors the Romanian like cast I don't know if they're are Romanian or if they're I don't know I, I I don't know what's going on here specifically all I know is there's a definitely a huge comedian uh comedic tone for everything uh it is satire um I'm a little upset and that is probably my one negative thing is I do agree with Blazer that it does not look like it was actually shot in the 80s and it loses some depth because if they would have done that I honestly would have given this show a five but because of the fact that it loses some authenticity of being what they say it's gonna be when they're presenting the show to you gotta cut it down a bit but all in all it had some pretty awesome action scenes some stunts uh it has an interesting story going on here a little bit um and it's all i think satire and uh, obvious communist agenda type shit going on and it's it's brilliant I, i'm four and a half fucking goddamn shit diet pepsis is it diet pepsis or just pepsis it's diet pepsis four and a half diet pepsis out of five i think a lot any of the issues i really had with this show were kind of rebuked at the fact that it was a satire and thus those critiques i had were more so accurately represented within the show but you pretty much summed up everything i had to say you I think there's interesting. You can call act- me. You can call me the summer. I think upper. there's well shot action. I think the show is genuinely funny, and I think, um, I, I mean, yeah, again, it wasn't shot as if it was in the '80s, but the way it was shot, I was visually entertained. I'm on the same exact line with you. Four and a half Diet Pepsi's out of five. Right there with you, buddy. The entire detective. The entire time you guys were talking, I was furiously shaking my head. I think that this show did not deliver on the premise. I was looking forward to this show as being like, oh, we're winking at the fact that it was quote-unquote made in 1980s Romania and we're just uncovering it now. It did not deliver on that premise for me. It didn't look in any way like it was an uncovered document from 1980s Romania. At all. Yeah. So that already took me out of the show. Compound onto that the fact that so much of it was played straight and so much of it was actually about the plot of the show that so little of it was actually like focused on the comedy. But it 100 percent didn't deliver on what like the premise was for me at all. That's crazy because I, I mean, you saying the comedy wasn't there is crazy to me because like it was funny as fuck. I what, what was the funniest part to you? I think everything was funny. I think the whole thing is a joke. It, so yeah. every moment is a comedy moment. I can't and think of anything that, specifically like, to me, funny. Like, the fact that it's not emphasized is like the point. Like it's all a joke. Like I guess my point is, but, I'm like such... these are also the same issues I had with this show. Yeah, like I agree with your stance. I guess I just didn't harshly judge it because of that. It didn't ruin it for me. It didn't ruin it. I didn't hate it, but it did not live up to my expectations at all. I'm giving it three out of five diet pepsis and i think i'm being generous and i did not i'm not gonna watch future episodes of this show and just so i was mostly bored and what'd you give the guest book again i gave the guest book uh i think three i think i gave them both threes Mm -hmm. i did not like this show more than the guest book i'll stand by that a hundred percent that's that's a crazy statement i will not watch another episode of this show i did not like it i want to watch one more 
I thought it was just fine. I will not watch more of it, probably. Not at all. But artistically, it is so much more artistically inclined. In in comparison to all the shows we watch on this uh, endeavor, I thought it was not great. It was my favorite show this week. I was not entertained. No way. The best show was the ladies. Yeah, the Baroness. The Baroness. I'd say it's like a tie-ish. Baroness Von Sketch show was 100%. Did I give Baroness? I I think I just gave that a four. Eh, yeah, I don't know. Which Whatever. Is fine. Ratings are stupid. So with that, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. You've been listening to too much content. If you like this episode, subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play and follow us on Twitter at Too Much Cast. So with that, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. You've been listening to too much content. I, of course, am Andrew Blazer. And for my co-hosts, Michael McGinn and Matt Helm, we will see you next time. <laughs>